Sessions. <laughs> that's the jingle right there. That's our new Fuck jingle. It. Yeah, that's real. we'll make up a jingle for him. We don't got to do an ad. Let's no, it's the year sound. 2012. Mm-bop. 2012. And you know what happens in 2012? We get rid of all the fucking wires. That's what happens in 2012. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, I've been I've been keeping up with... Look at with, this desk, though. Look at the, like, this. Shh, people don't see it. It's theater of the mind. People, okay, don't, right. people can't see these wires. All right. But um, just uh, to go over it again, uh, Sound Obsessions has what's known as Control 4, which is Control, control 4... Your home. Exactly. What does that mean exactly? It means that all the electronic devices, audio, video devices in your home can be integrated into one super massive audio visual experience. It's your house becomes like a an theater. experience. You're cooking like chicken fucking and it's like you're in the middle of Transformers 3. Lasers are going off. All of a sudden, some Pink Floyd just starts playing out of Dark Side of the Moon. Right? Yeah, probably cooking some weed there. <laughs> So cook out some crap. But no, they've got some great stuff. In fact, I mean, uh, honestly, um, you had a catastrophic failure this uh, this week, and if if Matt's help is any indication of how Sound Obsession's level of services, <laughs> you guys are in good hands. Seriously, That's right. Seven eight zero seven four three nine three nine nine just rolls oh, off is, the tongue, doesn't it? Does, it? That's a great. Just jingle. like Control Four will roll into your home. And just take care of Literally, the out of nowhere, it'll just you knock on your door. Ch- you don't have time to raise your children. Just get Control 4, and the kids can just do whatever they want. <laughs> Play with the house. The house will be their parents. Just put, like, I don't See, know, an apron around meaning, the television. There's new meaning to the term, your TV is the babysitter. Just put them in front of the Control 4 panel and just watch the show go on. Yeah, and, and you know what? Just like just like everything else with our generation, our kids are going to be super damn smart, and they're going to be like, why don't you have Control 4, Mom? <laughs> Fuck you, Mom. Why don't but you have Control, have control Control 4, I'm heading to Jimmy's house. If you don't want your kid to swear at you, you will get Control 4 through Sound (laughs) Obsessions. Because you know what? Kids are swearing earlier and earlier these days. Last, I just came in tonight, and Kingston, I could could have sworn, I I was taking a piss in your washroom, and I heard, fuck you, Tito, from the other room. (laughs) He just sensed your presence? Pretty much. A presence I've felt. If you had Control 4, you'd have a television in his room right now, streaming some Dora the Explorer. Or, what's his name? Diego? Diego, Dora, they're all the fucking same. Exactly. So... What we're trying to say is it's not it's not really a toy as it is a tool. It's going to help you. It's you know Holy shit, this weekend. Okay, this actually, we're going to get into it during during the podcast. <laughs> we're doing a podcast during right these now. holidays. During these holidays, I had to call Shaw Cable a fucking Christmas day. Why? Because my fucking Wi-Fi was conflicting with our router. And you know what? Then next thing I had to set up all my devices all over again. But you know what? If I had had Control 4, which you know I'm going to call Matt after this. <laughs> if I had set up Control 4, that would have taken maybe two seconds. Instead, it took my entire evening, and I didn't get as much turkey as I wanted. Like, to be honest here, like, the more we do promos for sound obsessions, the more I get, I'm actually thinking, like, like there's a lot in this daily life that they can just eliminate. Like, even my mom the other day was just like, you know, that what that, that place that you do on your ads and your podcast? Like, they can get rid of remotes, right? Because my mom has, like, eight remotes for their TV. Yeah. She wants to get rid of that. I told Matt, I said, call up Maddie. Like, one o'clock in the morning, call up Sound Obsessions. He'll show up. The, they'll, yeah, they'll come right to your door. Yeah. And install some Control 4. So what's that phone number again, Todd? 780-743-9399. Sound Obsessions. Sales at soundobsessions.ca. Twitter at soundobsessions. Facebook.com slash soundobsessions. They're everywhere. They're all over us. They're all over you. Get in bed with Control 4. It's Control for For your your home. home. (laughs) Due to a shitload of swearing and some graphic conversations, listener discretion is advised.
Welcome to the YMM Podcast, and of course, I am Todsky. Once again, no Tito to be had at all, but uh, it's okay. He's on his way back uh, from Edmonton doing the usual uh, Tito promotion stuff. So, with us at the dining room table, we got a very plethora of, of guests today. Who do we got? I'm Nolan Hotness. Hello, sir. Hi. Welcome back. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've been in dining room table studios and had a mic in front of me and a beer in front of me. Yes, actually, that reminds me. I am due for a beer. I can't believe I, I forgot that. There. You are a good man. All right. <laughs> so as Nolan leaves, who else we got? The most plethoristic of the bunch. <laughs> I want to claim that title. Uh, Steve Reeve. Plethoristic of the bunch, eh? <laughs> Welcome back, sir. Uh, you are just on last week. I did, no, it was last week with yeah, Chicago, so you're on the resident before. Tito repellent. <laughs> <laughs> he shits on now. All right, Tito called you out last hey, go around. Hey. So. I miss him. Come back, Tito. <laughs> don't, yeah, you don't need to run away. You don't need to run away at all. And who else we got, sir? Uh, to round out the plethoria, if I don't think you would think that's a word, but uh, Kyle Pinch, otherwise known as Pinchy or the Arnie Pie resident... Uh, <laughs> Ernie Pie in the sky. We, we, need, we need the other Simpsons drop there, too, when Homer's crying about Pinchy and eating him. <laughs> <laughs> poor that, Pinchy. Poor, poor Pinchy. Sweet, delicious Pinchy. <laughs> it's okay. I just put him in a hot bath. Yeah. <laughs> What's that delicious smell? Oh, good old Simpsons references. We were talking about that at work, actually, one time. Where There's usually a Simpsons quote for everything. There is. There, there really is. And one of the best ones, uh, just for, for us, uh, Jamal, uh, Brian Gregg, as he's otherwise known. Uh, he's been one of, we've been on a text rant back and forth about Simpsons quote at random hours of the morning. <laughs> it's funny because we call this guy at work Jamal simply because he just kind of showed up at work one day. We didn't really told, we weren't really told anyone was hired. No one really knew his name. So I think he told someone his name once. He's like, oh, my name's Brian. But he's like, I'll start calling you Jamal. And it's kind of <laughs> stuck for the last three years. <laughs> no one's questioned it. <laughs> right on. So we got kind of, it's been like a boring week. There's been nothing going on whatsoever really? before Mac. I have no idea what like we're going to talk about. There haven't been enough got, hours in the day this week. <laughs> I got no idea what we're going to talk about this show. So, what, what should we talk about? What happened lately? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, gentlemen Quarterly. <laughs> Can we discuss this? Yes, actually, there has been a rather well, wild gentleman Quarterly of Britain. Of Britain. So yes, that's more pro- more proper gentleman Quarterly. Yes. The um, I remember a long time ago there, Nolan, you did mention that you were getting interviewed by mm-hmm. GQ, and I was like, that's rather interesting. Yeah. And to be honest, like, how long ago was this? Uh, it was the same weekend as Festival of Three, so November-ish. November-ish. Yeah, November, December. I was very curious about yeah. this when I first mm-hmm. yeah. saw the Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, yeah. and I, I totally forgot about it, so that's November-ish, and then literally it was, what, like, a Saturday morning, I woke up to, like, these mass tweets that I'm like, I gotta just... Ignore the kid, and I just got to jump on the computer and start uh, joining I in on the kid this. made out all right, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
So, let's, I guess what we do is let's start from the very fucking beginning. What actually happened in November? Um, well, I guess, according to the article, they, well, they started in Edmonton, they wanted to take Highway 63, or as they refer to it, the Highway of Death, up to Fort McMurray, and they did. And mm. they went out to, uh, I think, Synovus on the way up here, and then, uh, I think it was a Friday morning that they were up here, they came on, uh, on my morning show. So, like, how did you get wind of them there coming up? I heard from a friend of Gitz, who was okay. in the article, uh, yeah. that they were coming up, and got the guy's Twitter handle, Al Hannaford, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, uh, he was actually following me already, and... Uh, so he was already doing his... Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I uh, DM'd him, added him, DM'd him, mm-hmm. and said, do you want to come on the show? And he said, yeah, yeah, and then he wanted to interview me as well, so... That's how it happened, and he came on my show, and we talked about it, and even from that initial interview, I kind of knew what the story was going to be about. Yeah. Right? And, uh... And so that's just kind of how it started there. So did he end up going to a tweet-up? He was at the one at Longshot, yeah. yeah. Him and him and Matt Rainwater, his photographer, they were both at a tweet-up at Longshot. Okay. So, for those that don't know, if you go on the Wyoming Podcast Facebook site, you'll actually see a, a link that mysteriously appeared where you can download the article... In the in gracious PDF format, and uh, you'll be able to read this article by what's his name again? Alan Al- Alex Hannaford. Alex Hannaford, and he he's from Britain, right? Uh, originally based out of Austin, Texas, right now. So really, Austin, yeah. Texas, Austin, and he's Texas. Rocking the the article, the British GQ from all the way from Austin, Texas. Well, he's a he's a freelance journalist, right? So he doesn't just write oh. for GQ. He writes for he's been in Esquire. And, oh, okay, so yeah. Yeah, it's one of those ones that yeah. just give yeah. us an article, we'll pay you. Yeah, free. And it's over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So rather interesting. So Saturday morning, I finally got a chance to to read this article, and to be honest, I don't even know where to fucking begin. Someone go. <laughs> I'll let you guys go because I think I have a different opinion on this than all of you. I yeah. no, I, it's 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 you didn't because I'll, I'll tell the crowd right now because. I start, I jumped all over this just because it was your typical uh, Fort McMurray bashing article, and then uh, I was making this uh, known through Twitter, tweeting uh, Alex Hannaford directly. And what resulted was uh, me and Mr. Nolan here texting for about two or three hours. Yeah, I saw I caught a little bit of that <laughs> earlier today. The uh, but yeah, so we'll, we'll get into that definitely because that's going to be quite the conversation. But Steve, you had a chance to read it. What do you think? Well, I don't know. I, you know what? It wasn't uh, quite as incendiary as I, I thought it was going to be when I first... Because uh, I, I saw the buzz on Twitter before I actually read the article today. I had yeah. to do a little mm-hmm. bit of digging to find it because it wasn't on the website. and everything. It's for the March issue. Yeah. So it's not, you know, c- kind of... No, if it wasn't for, for that mysterious download link that appeared, yeah. I would not have known It's not the clue. quite up for, like, mass consumption yet. But yeah. It's been spreading around... It's in, the, it's in print. It's available in the, the March issue of GQ. Yeah, yeah. And it's just what he... Uh, I think he tweeted to Vival that it's just not not available online. So Yeah. yeah. And I'm not sure John's a, I'm sure John's a GQ subscriber. He'll have it in hand. It just seems... It just seems like this... I mean, the episode that I was on with uh, McMurray Musings, Teresa Wells, yeah. uh, discussing the Edmonton Sun publication, it just seems like more of the same. Um, one of the things that I uh, talked to Mike Allen about was he said that it's just nothing that we haven't seen before. External media coming in here with the story already written, and they just put the puzzle pieces in as they go. Yeah. However, like I said, it wasn't quite as incendiary as I thought. There was uh, a, co- a couple of pages of the spread that really did start to talk about some of the positives of the region, and 
particularly some from the views of uh, I believe it was the RCMP officer. Yes, yeah. that's when it like to me that's when the article started getting good. Now, yeah. if if where me and Nolan started getting into it with the text is because I, I was initially running my mouth like I have and like I always will and I'll never change that. But when I started reading the article, like he started out the article and this is what pisses me off when you start out an article in a fucking strip club. It, it to me, I think that loses credibility. To the art, like to the author. It felt if a lot I'm your, like if the, I'm your uh, daily average day reader, not even knowing anything about Fort McMurray. It, it felt a lot like the uh, the Al Jazeera uh, video diary of Fort McMurray that happened a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. first shot that you see is that infamous corner with the oil can and Seven Eleven and all that that a lot of people you know see as kind of a, a hot spot on the weekends. But yeah. really, like I mean, it's it's the same kind of situation that you've got anywhere. I mean, that's what every argument that I have boils down to, is that we have our problems and no one wants to deny it, but I feel like they're the same problems that a lot of places have. One question that I was going to ask is uh, for uh, this, uh, again, or uh, sorry, maybe to uh, just uh, separate maybe GQ uh, versus uh, Alex here. Uh, You've done some freelance journalism. Mm -hmm. What uh, now does... For something like this, would GQ approach him and say, "Write something about Fort McMurray, I, or would, or something about uh, oil sands development in Canada, or oil development in Canada, or would he go out on his own and come up with the not? I don't want to say the pitch. The, the pitch, yeah. but he would come up with the idea and then pitch it to GQ or other magazines. No idea how that okay. would work. Right. When I on the freelance work that I do, mm-hmm. I get fed the stuff from the magazine. Okay. Like okay. they're saying but they want to But then it could work the other way as he, he pitched this to he a bunch of magazines yeah. and GQ happened to pick it up. Yeah. Okay. It could it could work that way. I'll ask I am talking to Alex this week. Mm-hmm. I am gonna Yeah. I am gonna be talking to Alex and I've talked to him a little bit, you know, by email and text and stuff. But yeah. uh I'm gonna have him I'm gonna interview him this week and talk about it. Because he said when he he originally came on my show originally he said, No, if people are upset by this, he said, I'll gladly come on your show again. And, yeah, and defend I'm the excited to see more layers peel off of this. More well, one thing I want to add, like, like that's a very good point, Pinchy. Is like, like to me, it seems like the article is rehashed from everything else, and I think you commented this on before too. GQ wanted a story, yeah. and he came in up and got it. Yeah. So did they come up to him and just be like, "Listen, we know there's some fucked up issues in Fort Mac. Go find them." That's what I want to find out because to me, that's what it seemed like he hunted down. Here's my thoughts on all that. Everybody keeps saying it's the same rehash story, and everybody can do this. If uh, a lot of people said, you know, he could have wrote this story back in 2006, and it's 2012 now. Why can he still write the story? Yeah, that's, and that's my that's biggest. That is my biggest problem with all this. Everybody's saying, oh, you can you can find this anywhere. Well, not in the same degree. There's not a lot of other towns that 100,000 people that have the same amount of social problems that we do. There aren't. You know, you can't... Yeah, sure, I can go to Halifax and find drugs. Yeah, sure, I can go to Edmonton and find drugs. Yeah, I can go to Prince George and find drugs. But in the same size of town, not to the same degree, you can't. You just can't. And we choose to ignore that a lot. We always use that line. Yeah, you can find it anywhere. Well, can you? That's a fair well, point. The, as like the, 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 right off the bat, we can ignore these other two for the rest of the night, <laughs> sir, because... <laughs> like, like, to me... Bring it, is that what you said? No, like, I think you can like how why right off the bat where you say you cannot find a drug problem to that extent you know, in another town I think you, you can, can go to, we don't know that I, f- I feel like I feel like that I, I feel like that statement is is outdated with the yeah. Fort McMurray of 2012 I've, I really feel like I had all the exact same things to say uh, a few years ago when I first got back here to town I mean born and raised here I've seen a lot of changes happen and I just feel like there was a lot of 
bad things to happen, but it feels like the story has taken years and years to get out, and suddenly people are realizing, both in the industry and as residents here, and well, in all facets, like they're suddenly going. Bad. It's certainly not as bad as it was when I first moved here. No, well, and, and suddenly a lot of people are collectively going, "Wait a minute, we need to get another story out there because it seems like the same one has been." But that the point I made, like you, could, if you could write this in 2006, the same story. If Alex Hennifer came yeah. here in 2006, he could write the same, same story. story. Why? No, and and that's our biggest. And that's what this article brings to light to me more than anything, is it's been six years, and you can still find these people here. You can still find the people here that hate Fort McMurray. And we've invested millions of dollars into campaigns with the municipality. And is it working? It's working. Is it working? See, like, and, Here's, and I'm going to go on record right off the bat, because me and Nolan are going to be fighting for this for the whole podcast. Strap yourselves in, guys. But right off the bat, I'll say this right now, because I will not repeat this for the rest of the show. You are correct. You are right in that aspect. If someone could write this article six years ago, why the fuck can he still write this now? Now, how how we get to that conclusion, this is where me and you are going to differ, right? I think if you go anywhere, you'll be able to find that conclusion if you're looking for the right pieces. You can find those pieces in any city, in any town. This is where I'm coming from. Am I right or am I wrong? Quite frankly, I have no idea. I'm just going, I'm just going off I the basis. I think it's a lot easier to find it here than it is in other places. Like I said, my willpower wants to go against you, but yeah. you are right. Why are they writing the same article within six years? You, you got a point. There's got to, like I was getting into an argument with someone on Twitter over something about gossip and hearsay. I'm like, well, through everything that you hear as a rumor, yeah. there's always a shred of truth. Through every bad press and all that negative media that we see, there's got to be a shred of truth to, to it. There is. Mm-hmm. It's just to what degree. What pisses me off with the, with Alex's article is like like I said to me starting off at a strip club is a bad idea if you're going to go out there to make the difference if he would have found those exact same findings by interviewing people at a fucking mall or, or, or just well, off the street he didn't just go to a strip club no but he went to a bunch of bars yeah but the, 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 the article the thing, does the thing open is, up the thing is guys if, if Showgirls wasn't a reputable business it, it wouldn't be in business True. <laughs> no, no. Uh, hey, hey, there's you're people right. from Fort McMurray that go there, guys. Okay. I was in teasers last week. Okay. Oh, I've, yeah, I've, I've, I've been wow, a regular wow. patron of Showgirls. <laughs> no, like, I'm not saying that at all. It's just but no. You're saying it's, you lose credibility. Steve's been there. Tom's been, been there. there. You've been there. I've been there. I just so how does it look? I just feel like it's. <laughs> I feel like it's it's another in a long line of pigeonholing the exact same spots. I, I agree with Nolan and that you know if you if you came here in 2006 you could write the exact same story that uh, that Alex wrote here. Why is this happening again yeah. in 2012? The question he brought yeah, up was yeah. where where no, uh, I got to set up a movie with him. Where uh, where have we seen this this funding from uh, from council from government from? Huh. My question is, back in 2006, could you go to Winter play. Could you go to the events that are happening around now, and could you write the same story in 2006? No, that's uh, that, and that's exactly. There is a lot of stuff here, and a lot of uh, social aspects of Fort McMurray that were not here in 2006. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, that's why I stayed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, in 2007, I was I was one of these people that if he would have interviewed me and asked me what I really think about Fort McMurray. I might not have had the exact same things to say. I've, I've There's definitely been a large period of my life where yeah. I've been under that same... Yeah. yeah now, now, that's the other question, and that's what I was, I was arguing mostly with Todd about the other day, was you can, you can still find those people. Why can we still find those people? And why is it, why are do those people not know about the social aspect? That's why do they only think that there's only you know, all you can do is go to go to go home and go to the pub? Why do they think that? That's a big question that I have. I don't have the answer to the question, yeah. but I've asked the same question. I wonder why this seems to be a prevailing uh, 
perspective of the entire region. Yeah. Does it uh, does it boil down to that the the you know the uh, the industry in it, uh, uh, the oil industry here initially attracted the uh, young mm-hmm. you know young worker fresh out of uh, community college or mm-hmm. high school or whatever, and that they came up here and they just said you know well we're not looking for anything yeah. we're not looking to go have a fun time to yeah. the shootout on the snide we're here to you know look at boobs make money you you know, drive a big truck and you know, maybe keep going and maybe that's just what the industry is has you know the the roughneck if yeah. you will you yeah. know the yeah. the coal mines the, the the, oh, that, the oil they, fields of Texas. Maybe that's just the the inherent attraction. Well, of, then they need, they need the a better person. relationship with industry. Then the municipality Fair needs enough. to better educate industry and, to, and get them mm-hmm. to educate their employees about stuff that there is to do here. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. You know, I agree. if you can still find these people, there is still a massive problem, mm-hmm. and that's the biggest problem. Yeah. Alex Alex went looking for him, and he found yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it wouldn't be hard to find. No, no I, would just I see him every day. I see yeah. him every day. Yeah. These same people that don't like it here. I see them every day. Yeah, and it's it's a, it's it's sad, but we also have to do a better job. Community advocates like the four of us here at this table mm-hmm. have to do a better job of saying, you know what? Uh, I, and a lot of people, and I saw this exact tweet today from somebody that said, if you don't like it, leave. And I hate that. Uh, that mentality. was yeah. that was posted on yeah. our mixed Facebook page. And as well. I hate that mentality, that exact like you would well, not believe. So let's go on to what uh, we were talking about before. To what extent do we gotta go through? People know what's out no, there. No, they don't. Obviously, they don't talk. What do you mean? We were obviously, just they don't. We were just talking. We just there must be a better I, relationship with. There has to be a better relationship between municipality and industry, not just for what we need funding for, but you have to educate your employees better as to what there is to do here, recreation-wise, so that they don't just think that all there is to do here is go to work and go to the pub. I agree, I agree. At the same time, I feel like it, it is a symptom of the long hours and shift work oh, that we have here. Absolutely. I mean, people... Uh, but hang on, like, uh, like I, I disagree with that, because like I can show you videos that oil sand sites... I'm gonna, you're, you're looking at an I industry mean, employee. Hang uh, on a second, you're looking at one. Yeah. They don't sit there like they they strive down our fucking throats what there is to do in format local arts all that kind of shit one of the biggest problems is, is to fly in and fly out yeah i think that is a huge fucking yeah. like everyone says oh they tell the city to focus on itself before they bring more people in uh-uh what makes the city for what it is and what gets us more fucking the city more revenue is to bring in more fucking people but fly, like forcing some of these companies not the city's not doing it but some of these companies going oh we we don't want no impact on former we're only doing fly in fly out to me i think that's bullshit I think the fly-in, fly-out goes almost purely to an economical thing. Is they they real a company uh, you know gets a gets a permit for land yeah. you know, for development on there. They look at it uh, in their financial planning and their in their uh, their feasibility study. Can we hire the talent and the personnel that we need from Fort McMurray? Are we able to have them? You know, if we put the jobs out there, can they come here and move here? And get the housing, get the support, get they need for their families, or even just for themselves. And in their feasibility study, they look at it and they say, "No, it's cheaper for us to get these, okay, uh, I understand. these charter I understand. companies to, you know, it's cheaper to build an entire airstrip, yeah. which is the amount of uh, services they have out there. Yeah. Like it was, uh, the sites were the first ones to get uh, certain types of of uh, uh, approaches and." services that the Fort McMurray airport mm. you know was yeah. barely striving to yeah. and to have that to have them build that for multiple millions of dollars and to have a trans- certification and everything and then on top of that to pay for charter companies uh, to fly hundreds of people in and out that's 
to say that that's you know that's the most economic way, then that's that's the way they go forward. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, like and the, it, the it sucks to hate that uh, you know to have a hate on for the person that just comes in and does that. Again, you're correct in saying they don't know about Fort McMurray. Yeah. They don't. Well, no, you know, they, okay, just, I, they, I, they I, might I, not I, have what they ha- what know what we have to offer, or they might just say, "I it's too much hassle for me to go into." That town. was a bad example. That, okay, I understand that from an old sense point of view. The point I was getting at is, I'm your regular, average day fucking industry worker. I found them. I found what there was to do in this town. I fail to see if I found it. How can these other people not know about it? I found through very typical means. You look at a fucking bulletin board. I'm just saying, what more is there to do? Do we literally have to hold people's hands and say, you might come to, to an ARP show? You might have you to. you got to draw the line somewhere. You, you might have to, because here's the thing. We have a predominant attitude in this city. I wouldn't say predominant, but I would say that there is an attitude in the city from people who have been here for a long time as they look at guys who come in here to work as just a simple way to pay my mortgage. Not as a resident of Fort McMurray. They look at them as a way to pay my mortgage. Absolutely. Now, if you have somebody renting in your house, renting a room in your house, do you think they're really going to love it here? Do you really think so? Probably not. Go ahead. But, <laughs> but if eight you, cars in yeah, one driveway. But yeah. If you maybe take, if you're going to Chicago and you got an extra ticket, take them with you. You know, they're not just a way to pay your mortgage. These are people that will go home and tell people about Fort McMurray. It's up to you. Absolutely. What they yeah. want, what they hear about Fort McMurray. It's not up to them. If they're it, he, these people are the ones that Alex Hannaford will talk to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel because like they're easy true. to find. Yeah, I feel like your argument is that something more needs to be done on a local level, and I, I I do agree with you. But I also feel like this this story about the how Fort McMurray is and the lawless tar pits yeah. here is is global, and there needs to be uh, an outreach from people that live here to people in other parts of Canada and other parts of North America and the entire world to let them know how things really are. And I, I just and feel I think like we've been focusing on that probably more so. I think the past well, three years, absolutely. And industry, and is, I think I think we've forgotten about people here. Well, the industry is international, yeah. and that that's where money's coming from. So that's yeah. their no, that's concern a, first a, and foremost. The, the workers are satisfied with their paychecks yeah. for the most part. Yeah, that's uh, very well. The, the biggest thing that I, I saw on Saturday on Twitter is we have this attitude of if you're not for us, you're against us. And I don't like that either. But don't you think we were driven to this point? I feel like people are really tired of it. We're like we've like you're no one. You always you've always <laughs> me and you have always ran across the very thin mm-hmm. red line where yeah. I've jumped across both sides many times yeah. over and over again. You've always straightened to the more positive side, and for that, sir, it's a very excellent quality. But like just like I've talked about with other people before, it's not so much that yes, we understand what we need to do. We all know we need to be kind. We need to be passionate. But some people need to be called an idiot sometimes. Some people need to be fucking got like. Listen, we're sick of this. We're sick of tiptoeing around issues. We're sick of fucking uh, of wishy washy and baby in this around. No, There's this is a fucking bullshit article. This is a stupid article. This is a horrible way to do it, and we're not fucking happy about it. I will quote Melissa Blake right now. <laughs> Melissa Blake was in a debate with John Vivo, and she said when John Vibel was talking about how he would go and rattle the chains of the provincial government to get more funding here, and he would, ha- he would harass them and he would be on them 24-7. Melissa Blake said, you get more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. Mm. And, and you, when you come across and you call somebody an idiot, you want to talk about discrediting yourself and how Alex discredited himself from being a strip club? The minute you call somebody an idiot in your argument, 
you're discredited. Oh well, dude, block me right off the bat. Well, but exactly. I'm, but the, but well, the one, you're, but the you're one... discredited because you went to that that level that you don't go. To. If if in the GOP debates, if some if Ron Paul went and called Mitt Romney an idiot, he's done. He's out. I'd get but, a kick out of it. I'd get a kick out of it, but the problem I'd is I'd like, vote for him in spite of it. I'm, I'm not that guy. I'm not at that level, nor do I want to be at that level. I'm your regular average fucking citizen of Fort McMurray that we don't want to hear this type of shit. Like I said before, to, 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 like I said, you make a perfect fucking Tito person right now. Dude, Todd, you gotta stop swearing. You gotta stop calling people's names. Sometimes I think this one is called for. And like I said, the, I think the dude is an idiot for that article. You were making fucking sense. Did he just go and talk to locals and all I did was simply report what he found? Fucking probably. But I still stick by my comments simply for the fact that I'll never retract them. <laughs> so, okay. So he's an idiot for, be, for, <laughs> for doing his job. He got asked to do a job. He came and did a job. Now, that's a bit different story. I would love to hear from Alex, and I hope you ask him on your show, yeah. how did this come about? Were yeah. you told to go find... A certain story, and you simply found it. And at the, yeah, that's exactly uh, what leads into the. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Do you think GQ is really going to come to Alex Hannaford and say, "Hey, we heard about this new 150 million dollar rec center they got going on at Fort McMurray. <laughs> no, we want you to fly from Austin, Texas, <laughs> up to Fort McMurray, Alberta, to do a story on all the great infrastructure that's, there." No, that's would a, you? It's would a you, very good point. Okay, I want sir. you. To, I want you to put yourself in this position. Let's say yep. you've never been in Fort McMurray. You have no idea what Fort McMurray is, Todd. Yep. You you live in Edmonton, Alberta, but you really Fort McMurray doesn't exist. Yeah. Okay, GQ magazine comes across your desk with a story about Williston, North Dakota, whose population has went from 15,000 to 50,000 in the past mm. year. And the story deals with sex, drugs, and rock and roll, right? Yeah. Would you read that story? Probably. Would you read a story about a brand new rec center in Williston, North Dakota? You made the point. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying, like... You guys, you gotta think about this from a dumb one. There's a number of different levels here. Yeah, okay? but, like, the, like... We can be as offended as we want about it, but the fact is, he came here, he did his job, he... I was there for some of the interviews that he did. Yes. Those people said those things. He's not misquoting people. Oh, no, I He's never. not making this shit up. Yeah. People said it. Like, I... I what you did makes sense, but, and, like, is that a plan in our society? Probably. We all fucking resort to the negative. Maybe that's what we gotta change as a fucking human species. But the thing is, like, it's get it done to us yet again. Like, do, do you yeah. not feel any fucking outrage towards that? I'm stuck. I'm, I'm numb to it. Because I know what's coming. Mm. I know what's coming. Until we, here in Fort McMurray, make it stop, it's going to keep coming. How do you make it stop? Uh, we've been talking. you got to start from, like I said, you got to start from finding those people and holding their hand if you really think you have to. Because there's obviously, he went and found people that don't know. And he, he exact quoted one to me on my interview. And that's what my quote is about. Because I said, that guy's not looking hard enough. Yeah. But maybe, had I been with that guy, I would have said, hey. There's plenty here's, of a, here's, stuff. A, here's a tick to Biff Naked. Yeah. Right? Go see Biff Naked. Right? Well, and like I said, I'm not going to... Um, you, you are right. You, like I said, me and you both walked that fine line. It's just you always steer to the fucking... The positive of it. To me, it's just... <laughs> I found, I seem to find it myself. I just don't see how the average person can. I really don't. If it's but back to our argument, where there's people that you that refuse to do it. Well, I know people that grow uh, up here that I that they know what I do. They know uh, what I'm all about. And they're like, well, there's still nothing to do in Fort McMurray. Yeah, no, and those people. No, because all they want to do is just fucking go to punk rock bingo, fucking twenty four seven. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Which is probably what we're gonna end up doing in one of the wild parcels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no, I, I'm just saying, like, there's some people's minds that you cannot There's change. some people's minds that are made up, and yeah. But I think the 
there there are more people that just don't know than there are whose people who uh, there, there are people whose minds are just simply made up. Yeah. I got, and it's I don't work out in industry. I don't spend every day out there, so it's tough to know what's really going on in yeah, the lunch we, room and everything, and all the conversations. <laughs> well, I can I, tell. You. I think that goes for everybody here except for Thotsky. Well, I can tell you exactly. Like the way he describes those, like I, I'm full of tattoos. I'm yeah. getting asleep. Yeah. But to sit there, I can't actually. I, I can't with a straight face say I don't sit in the bar with my shirt off. But you have <laughs> seen it. I've, I've seen, seen it. it. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't do a douchebag. Maybe can no. I say that with a straight face? <laughs> but, yeah. but I don't think anyone does. Is there really that type of guy? Like if there like, was a guy with uh, a picture uh, in in there with his shirt off. Yeah, but I'm. Yeah. He could have took it and easily took one of me at fucking Black Horse with my shirt mm-hmm. off, and it's going to look the same way. But we wow. all know. Well, and not not to implicate the photographer, but how easy is it in a strip club to be like, "Hey, buddy, you got tattoos? Why don't you take your shirt off? I'm going to take some photos for GQ magazine." You know, yeah, yeah. GQ like, magazine. How do we know exactly? All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. That guy probably That's was like, like Maxim, right? That yeah. Guy probably had his shirt off by the time Q was up. <laughs> you know? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Well, no, like, one of the guys uh, uh, that does uh, Robocop vs. the Nazi, uh, Nazis, a podcast, it's an actually really good friend of Tito's and mine. Uh, his name is Jesse Nash, whether or not I'm going to edit this or not, because he's always hated Port McMurray. Now, I've yet to go down. I really want to do a show and find out the reasons why. But one of the things he's made very clear, at the time, he always hated the Fred Durst fucking lookalikes up here. I can only assume that, well, what Fred Durst was in the early 2000s is the fucking Ed Hardy shit is in 2012, right? You got that douchebag fucking attitude that a lot of people seem to have, but, like, uh, I, I feel like there's a lot Can you blame of, a city for that? Like, it's just a popular trend. But uh, I feel like there's a lot of homogenization of, of the look of people here, but at the same time, mm-hmm. like, uh, is that really that big of an issue? I mean, is it's, that it's really what a lot of people feel comfortable? Like, well, to me, from a fucking author, like Alex should go up and, and as an author, just be like, like I don't know, maybe I'm not making these are not. Once again, he got that from somebody, from interviewing somebody up here. But he I, didn't. He didn't just make that up again. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't just say he's not the one that said these no, no, party he, douchebags. No, no but, somebody that he interviewed did. I know, but I'm just saying, Nolan, if if you're like. Go give me a story on whatever fucking Dakota you gave me before. Williston. Like, are you not going to go in with, like, okay, there's something's going on here. I'm not going to report, oh, my God, like, fucking buddy walked down the street with a dead dog. Like, this city must be he, shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you, as a reporter, do you not try to dig a little deeper? Well, how try many to find you the have fucking, three days, man. You have three days. That's a long time, man. That's fucking 72 hours. 48. Is it? I don't know. It's 72. Remember. No, but is oh, it a long time? Is it a long time? I don't know. <laughs> it's not that long. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's not that long. It's enough to like. I'm just saying, like, a credibility okay, as a reporter. Like, but I here's just, the thing, just, though. Like, okay, your credibility as a, are you talking to citizens or are you talking to the mayor or which he did or are you talking to uh, some oil sand spokesperson that's just going to give you their point of view or like who do you the, want to talk to? But they can find the industry workers. Oh. Died in the wool, six on six off yeah. industry workers that can tout all of the positives. Like, if you remember too. my tweets, I just feel after like that initial article, I did say it actually got better when he started talking to Christine, and it did progress from there. Actually, yeah. to me, I just be like, why start an article? So I was in a strip club, and they fucking hate the joint. The thing, a big part of it is, I think what uh, what Nolan was saying there is that seventy two hours is a very small time frame. Now, if you if you go to a, if you went to Williston and you said you have seventy two hours, and you go, uh, okay, a strip club. All right, we'll go in there and talk to people. A uh, bar. Let's go talk to these. But hey, can we set up an interview with the mayor? Yeah, sure. Why not? And 
you know, it's 72 hours, you're done and gone. I think the biggest thing about that is, you know, someone being from Austin, Texas, who is either was either uh, requested by a British magazine or the British magazine just happened to uh, to pick up the story, is it's uh, uh, what uh, John likes to call the fly-in, fly-out reporter. Mm-hmm. Is you come in, you do a story, you get out, it lickety-split. You don't have time to sit around and say, Oh, well, I'll take in a steam at uh, McDonald Island. Yeah, you don't. No, no you're exactly right. I got to say, I really, like, I. it's really hard with this issue spe- specifically because I feel like I'm on the fence of, like, three different fences. But I really agree with a lot of the points that Nolan's been bringing up about what we need to do to educate the people that live here. And, I'm not going to lie, that's without, a pretty good point. And I agree with you, Todd, because I feel like as a reporter, as, an, as a journalist, even <laughs> if he's got a spin to a story, that you have a duty to represent both sides. And I want to bring up the fact that the word reclamation isn't mentioned once. Yeah. in the article yeah. and that's a huge yes. thing yeah. that goes on in Fort McMurray, Alberta that people just don't know about and yeah. I would like him to a reference uh, reclamation once well I think he well he also went out to he never went to like an open pit no he, he went, went to, to Sonovas he, he described in situ yeah. operations yeah. and all that he and went to Sonovas that's all in situ right I think he did actually go to an open pit. Oh, did he? He, he may reference. Oh, he went that. up to Secret, I think. He, oh, he, yeah. He, he oh. did the tour. He okay. Did the and this is this is what uh, uh, I if, think. If you do a little bit of history and research on this for what uh, Syncrude, Suncor, and the various open pit minings yeah. are doing here in Fort McMurray, if you dig a little bit back in time, because everyone seems to forget about history and uh, you know more than I'd say about five ten years. What's that? Yeah, because uh, <laughs> well, they, you look back into the seventies when uh, they had the big oil crisis and it was a big push to start uh, digging for oil up here in Fort McMurray. Is they Syncrude, Suncor, all these oil companies went to the province and said, "Look, we can get the oil out. It's got to ruin this amount of the uh, the uh, the uh, forest. ton of the forest for the next forty years." Worth it. Go. It's been twenty yeah. to twenty-five. With, at first, before with, since I started operating, and now everyone comes up and goes, "Oh, they're destroying the waste." I'm like, "We twenty we're, years. We're in the middle of something, guys. We're, it, it, we yeah. told you it was going to take not look at the man behind the curtain. Oh. <laughs> well, if it, but if they keep it, playing devil's advocate to your point, if they keep uh, you know, if they keep approving <laughs> projects, that's the uh, well. The thing that, is, well, they're, that forty they're coming, years becomes a hundred. Well, years. they're they're coming back on them yeah. now. They're getting the you know technology of the seventies yeah. and early eighties yeah. didn't have this in situ, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, closed pit mining where they're injecting steam into the ground to, yeah. to withdraw the oil sand. You didn't have the the closed pit yeah. mine, if you will. Uh, 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 before a- it was. Hey, that stuff's like ten meters below the surface. Yeah. Can well, we destroy this little bit of to, previously existing to mining? To well, see, I've exactly. always had this vision of like the the what was it at the time? I can't remember what they're called now, but the Utilities and Energy Board uh, Commission, like, yeah. the head guy. I've always just had an image of like another company. Okay, so we got Syncrude and Suncor approved. We got the four, twenty-five or the forty-five-year project. We're going to be going, and then I can just see him just going. <laughs> Why did you approve Albion Sands? They came at me with a truckload of money. <laughs> I really just couldn't say no. I, I blacked out after I saw the million in the briefcase. <laughs> They've never not approved an oil sands project. <laughs> they have never said, nah, no, we don't want your money. With well, that, well, like with the article said, says, like, look, it's about the size of uh, Great Britain yeah. that contains oil sands right yes, here in but, Alberta. But, like, we, can, we can go back and forth with... with 
socioeconomic issues all we want. Like we we do know it's a fact. I believe I can quote this as a fact that the oil sands is one of the driving forces behind Canada's economy. Is it the, not? Not the okay, not one. Yeah. It is the. I just want to go. We survived the recession. Yeah, there you go. I'm so, just saying, like, there is some benefit to it as well, right? So what Steve said there is that you got to read fine, like, finally into that. Uh, uh, there's the size of Great Britain that contains oil sands. You come across the initial reader is going to come across and say, "Oh my God, they've destroyed an yeah. area that's the size Texas of Great Britain." Oh my God! It's like, no, yeah. no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. The this area contains this oil yeah. sand. Yeah. We've only mined it will a be destruction of it. Yeah. Well, it's been an argument that I've brought up a lot of times. Is many times you see just pictures, even in this article, there's photographs of the mines out at site that uh, are. It's it's. I mean, it's limited to the ability of your what you want to photograph. You want to capture the subject or, or object of your photograph. But at the same time, people need to really take a look back, like an aerial photo of the region, and realize just how, compared to how much space they've yeah. discovered that oil sands bitumen exists yeah. and can be mined, to how much is actually being disrupted is a fraction. But the only thing I can compare it to is if, if your initial information off of the area is from a one-sided argument that's saying, look how bad this is. Are you not going to go in with a different frame of mind? Say if you knew nothing about Germany in the 1940s. Well, that's and a bad, bad example. That's happenstance. <laughs> bad example? See, I worked so hard on that. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about this for a long well, time. Not, this isn't the Holocaust, Todd. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just saying, like, if you knew nothing about Germany, you had a bunch of Nazis come in and say, look how good Germany is, you're going to be, you're going to have a tend to want to fucking... Compare him I do, directly. I do to recognize one. the argument that you're just trying to say that it's, it's easy to get <laughs> it's swept, it's no one's gonna, to get swept gonna be like, up beep, 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 in beep, common beep, mentality. Yes, it really is. I'm just saying, if your initial point of contact, if you do nothing about Fort McMurray or nothing of Wellington, Williston, Williston, I'll get it right eventually. <laughs> Williston, you North got Dakota. Dakota right? yeah, there you go. And all of a sudden, like the first person that contacts you, and just be like, "Hey, do you guys want to do an article down here?" Or, or "Hey, yeah, I know, I heard GQ wants to do an article up here." Come up here and look how fucking vast destroyed our land is, and and I can't remember what you talked about with North yeah. Dakota, but I'm talking about up here now. Yeah. But I, like, it's the James Cameron effect. He was brought up here by a specific group of people that said, "Come up here and look what happens because we well, live your movie." It Avatar. was a, exactly. It was you, a, you're coming in with a predetermined focus, right? It's kind of like me. He was, he was trying to find the mirror image of Avatar and the plight of but, tribal society versus big industry. And well, he's trying it. to find the parallel here, and it, it is here. It clearly it, is. It, it existed. Back in the 1800s, <laughs> that uh, like what what, uh, what Dave Cameron was brought up here and, and shown, I think, is uh, this brother uh, the most <laughs> James Cameron. <laughs> Dave, Dave Cameron. Dave, Dave Cameron Dave. was a former prime, <laughs> was a former <laughs> premier of Nova Scotia. Disregard. <laughs> anyway, no, Dave Cameron's the prime minister of Great Britain. It there you go. There you okay. go. So he knows the size. James Cameron. A lot of that uh, where you know, the the. A uh, big corporation or big industry comes in and completely disregards the locals to the utmost extent. It happens. It still happens. Third world. Still, it happened in this this area a lot in the even up until the 1950s, 1960s. I might be diluting myself here, but I'd like to think that it's not happening to that extent. Or even close to that extent. I wouldn't say anywhere near that I'm extent. Th- I'm going to throw a grenade on your argument, Todd. And that is, if I went, if he goes and talks to a Syncrude spokesperson, it's the exact same thing, but from an opposite point of view. Point. So yeah. it doesn't really much matter. If so he goes, why not an average? 
I guess how do you find an average? You can't person? find an average oil sands expert. Well, that's not going to have some sort of slanted view either towards big oil or, or towards First every Nations. one of us at this table has our slanted view. No, that's it's, true. It's, as much as media tries to be uh, objective, it's, yes, it's not possible to be one hundred percent objective. All right, here's a here's <laughs> something. The the other thing that the thing that makes me more mad about this than I'm, I'm not mad. I'm probably I, I was definitely the most sane one I think on Twitter yesterday, but. Uh, it doesn't upset me when a, a British GQ comes in here and does this. What upsets me, and this has been on the podcast before, you've talked about it, is when we can't get anything positive out of papers within a 500 kilometer radius yeah. of us. Yeah. That upsets that, me. That finds well. I didn't, I, wrote, I didn't write any blog yeah. post about this one. Yeah. See, I I, I, I wrote a letter to the editor once of the Edmonton Journal saying, "Oh, an Edmonton Journal reporter comes up here and comes to the oil can." Shocking. Like, yeah. <laughs> that upsets me because those people should you know the, better. You have the ability to get an yeah. extended view exactly. of the situation. Somebody that comes in here for three days from Austin, Texas is not going to get the same point of view as somebody who lives 450 kilometers yeah. away from us. Well, and also it, it's, it's a matter of knowing your audience as well. Like you were talking about with how this is the kind of article that's going to sell versus talking about Mac Island yeah. <laughs> and how much that facility is worth and how it's you know, so amazing and we tout all of yeah. the positives. People in Britain aren't going to care. Yeah. There's a lot of talk of uh, the fashion of Fort McMurray, yeah. and fashion is a big part yeah. of life, daily life in the UK for all yeah. levels. Yeah, uh, it, a lot more so than the local average Fort McMurray. Oh no, absolutely. One it, uh, that doesn't even matter into anyone's argument here. You talked a lot about Ed Hardy, which we yeah. didn't notice and tap yeah. out and all that stuff. Yeah, the yeah. kind of yeah. uh, mixed martial arts wear. Yeah, mm. but at the same time, that doesn't have an impact on the quality of life here in Fort McMurray. No. That's no. Now it's uh, it's interesting you say that. It kind of I agree that uh, you know local interests you know big play a, bit, a little bit more than international interests. Yeah. But uh, to me, it kind of it did make it a, a little bit uh, angry because the uh, the European Union uh, recently yeah. voted on the. Uh, oh, they haven't yet. Oh, they haven't yet. They delayed it till June. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, my mistake. They've yeah. they've delayed to June. Uh, what to label as you know dirty Canada, oil, dirty oil yeah. for Canada's oil sand, yeah. and that goes a long way yeah. if we're trying to now with the United States uh, whether the economic, uh, the weather economy there comes around or not. Yeah. Canada's saying you know we're not going to wait, yeah. we're going to go somewhere else. You know we're yeah. going to go to China, we're going to go to India, we're going to go to Europe. Now if Europe's a, a rather large consumer of uh, of oil as well, yeah. you know they've the massive cities everywhere. And to have that, you know, if that plays a little bit into, you know, your GQ reader, and that it influences their yeah, their perhaps. voting in the next, like, whether someone one says, would hope it wouldn't, or <laughs> it, it's it, it could be a it could be a portion, you know, it, it could no, be, but one it, would hope that you wouldn't fucking be swayed, you know, you know what I mean? It could I was, be, I was it ignorant could, to this yeah, too. I'm, it could I'm be, learning as kind yeah, of talking here. So. It could be influential <laughs> as to you know the next uh, the next uh, election in let's say Great Britain. Yeah. You know, so you know, a few. I know this is being you know, a long it's, shot it's, it's for a long, GQ. I would article, hope, I would hope it, that it, had, it will have some influence on how people vote. You know, if uh, if uh, part of uh, the energy solution for Great Britain and for yeah. the uh, European Union, if someone comes in and says. Oh well, you know, your our my voters have said that you know it, it might be dirty oil. Maybe it yeah. not. This is 
not the contributing yeah. factor. I'm, I'm grasping a straw. I'm, 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 I'm hoping yeah, somebody with one of those white wigs in British Parliament <laughs> doesn't sit there and wave a British GQ. <laughs> you know, I do have to put this in. This was uh, told me, quoted uh, quote me earlier. You know, the British have been rather persnickety ever since they lost their empire. You bringing up the idea of uh, people sort of classifying the region and, and how, what dirty oil is I hope that it's not it's not exclusively an environmental argument because it has to be a social uh, quality of life argument as well I, I you think can't compare I, the way that people come, that work and extract oil in Fort McMurray Alberta are to people in Nigeria in in Syria in the Middle East like well, you can't that's, that's whole, there's I can't a lot remember, of differences I, well, I can't pronounce his name but that's buddy's whole ethical oil Ezra Levant yeah, yeah. <laughs> The like, former Greenpeace founder? No, no, Ezra Levant, uh, the Sun uh, News. Oh, yeah, you know that guy. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. He, he was well, here he was recently in Fort McMurray. The guy, the guy, that the guy that's so right-wing he fell government. off the bird? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His, his book is ethical. <laughs> yeah. a case for Canada's oil. Yeah, defense, but he's, right? been, he's been appointed, or he was, and then he went left, and then he went back. Appointed to something to the speech of the throne. Canada, tell me. Ezra was. Yeah, he's something he, within the harbor. He's something within the harbor government. Anyway, I don't. Uh, go ahead and quote me on it because it's not a fucking podcast, but look it up. Wikipedia is a wonderful fucking tool for anyone <laughs> that wants to use it. The um, so we've kind of covered a broad range of topics. Like I said, like me and Nolan got into a bit of a a, 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 a texting war. It's kind of funny. Like I'm gonna go on record right now. There's a few times where our texting turned into some tweeting too, and there's one person that texted and was just like. Are you and Nolan fighting? Like, why do you guys hate each other? <laughs> and, I'm, and, I'm, and I know, like, me and Teresa got into a war of words, too, where someone actually texted me that. She's like, how can you just, or what is they? How can you be mad at Teresa? She's the next best thing to say spread. And I'm just like, listen, guys, like, the way I got, anyone I talk to on Twitter, that I got no problem calling them an idiot, but then going for beer afterwards. It's simply, I argue like this, like, I, I argue with my mother. It's it's simple fact that it's just the way Todd's. <laughs> You're an idiot, mom. So, <laughs> you want to go for a drink? <laughs> well, no, it's it's just like I got. I never let. I've always very strictly like it comes down to where I work too. I I keep work and personal life very separate. And, I, and do I consider the podcast work? But no. But I'm not going to hate on someone just because they have a different opinion. If they burnt crosses and hung people on a daily basis, yeah, I might have a difference of opinion then. But like, I think I think everybody would have a different opinion with that. But I'm just saying, like, just because <laughs> just because I don't see eye to eye with Nolan on some things, on Teresa on some things, I don't mean Pinchy, uh, Pinchy, <laughs> me and Pinchy get in the fisticuffs at work <laughs> daily over issues. <laughs> it doesn't mean that I don't enjoy having a fucking beer with them on a daily basis. Guys, cheers, clink, cheers. But uh, definitely, uh, the dude that wrote the article is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and you can quote me on the quote <laughs> when you talk to him. So I'm sure he's like, I blocked a couple idiots today, and I'm sure I'm the only one. <laughs> no, no, there was a couple that like spammed his page. Mm. So, but no, like, that, I don't, I don't understand like, that. I, and it, somebody was was brought up the uh, inaccurate. I can't remember who it was because uh, I've never met them before. But they brought up inaccuracies that they found in the article. Like, oh, that was oh, cool. Up, up in, yeah, up in Fort McMurray, they call it uh, loonies. Well, the guys like, well, we call it loonies everywhere in Canada. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> too, well, like that's I said, I didn't even like de- the article. That's that's that desperation. Yeah, like, you're right. Yeah, that does. And I, mean, I, read, I read that, and I had that same like click of like, oh, it's not just local loonies that's all yeah, over yeah. Canada. But I'm like, what, what does that matter, <laughs> really? The voice on that would be kicking, too. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but it, that's my like inner monologue of like, when I realized I just said something stupid. <laughs> well, loonies are all over Canada. No. It, I realized that that was I was about to make that argument, but I realized within myself that I'm like that doesn't really make a that's difference. Not, yeah, like I, I'll go on record now. Like I think I was more frustrated 
because the article was literally the same old shit. And I'll tell this because I've said it many times on the podcast where I'm more pissed off because I know the difference. And you said it yourself too, Nolan, in, in, your te- in one yeah. of your tweets where you're like, I know that this town is more about steroids. And or no, it's not just strip clubs. It's not steroids. just strip, strip clubs and steroids. Yeah. So, and, and you're right, maybe as locals we should do a better job with, with educating our general population. Like I said, I have a hard time with that for the simple fact that I was, or is the general population. I seem to have found it. I think it's available, but you're right. More never hurts anyone. So that's why I'm announcing right now that I'm buying a billboard. No, cool. I'm just kidding. <laughs> cool. No, I, I think I've been able to talk you off the ledge. I think you have. <laughs> Because uh, I, 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 you were you were spitting fire for a little bit yesterday. Was I? I would say that I've. I, well, the first I'm not going to. I'm not going to retract any comment. Oh, I don't think you should. Yeah. I don't think you should. You, you said it. You can't retract it now. The internet is written in ink. Right, and I'll so, stand by everything I fucking yeah, say yeah. ever. But I think I think this article. It's fine to be pissed off at it, but. Rather than directing your anger towards a guy who was repeating what everybody was saying. No, I'll give you that. Direct your anger. We have to sometimes... Sometimes it hurts. Yeah. But we have to look at what we're doing. And that's what this article, I think, brings up more so than anything, in my opinion. I think you said it the the correct way when you... You know, if you... He came here looking for what he was looking for, and he found it readily... As so maybe the problem is we got to do a better job of fucking getting rid of what people are trying to find. Well, uh, when you stepped out there for a second, what uh, what I said to uh, to Nolan Steve here was that the industry really, I, I would say, gravitates a lot of I, I don't want to say these type of people, but these type of people, the people that he interviewed. Uh, it's a lot of I don't want to talk down to the people who are you know. In the industry here, I think, but it's uh, it's uh, uh, for your average, I'll say, grunt worker that comes to Fort McMurray. It's someone who, on the most part, from the people that I've talked to, is someone who has uh, a high school education or some sort of college, maybe uh, maybe uh, maybe a trade. Someone who's not, you know, who uh, a lot. Well, everybody knows a lot from the East Coast, where there isn't a lot of money to be made. Even if you have post-secondary education coming out the wazoo, friends of mine who have doctorates in various professions are making half, if that, of what people who come out and drive a truck out here at, yeah. uh, at site. Yeah. Now, these people with doctors, they don't really want to come out here. They want to stay here. You know, they're okay with uh, making the uh, making the money that they they can. But people with n- a small amount of education or just a high school education they look at it and they they see dollar signs in their eyes and they come out here and they say my god I can make all this type of money now I'm stereotyping a lot here now and it but you know we all know people from high school who were the the C's and D students yeah. and that just getting through high school is great for them if you gave them an opportunity of making six figures a year they're folks aren't making like a lot of people their folks combined aren't making six figures a year so you look at that and they say oh geez I could just go out here and they'll bring a lot you're of their give me this much their, money to go from point A to point exactly. B for 12 hours they're gonna bring air, all their mentalities wow. and they're going to find each other at strip clubs at bars they're gonna get together and be like alright what are we gonna do here 
well, let's go party. Yeah, party. That's what we did in you know high school and college. And what are we gonna do? Oh, let's go to the gym. Yeah, let's get you know let's get ripped. Let's get you know. And I think the in- it's stereotyping to a very large degree here, but I think the industry does attract a lot of people Look, like that. It does, but we got to remember he didn't just talk to those people. I was with no, him when he no, did and I, I'm not saying he talked to waitresses, he, he talked to people, yeah. and those are people that can be easily swayed by you taking them to do some stuff in Fort McMurray. Yeah, no problem taking a waitress. To of course you Chicago. don't. <laughs> right. But that's what I'm saying. Like those are the. It's not just. Uh, those, those, the the average uh, shift worker here in this town, you may have trouble getting him on board. You might. Yeah, you might. Agreed. But somebody else in the article that maybe works in in the city and and still hasn't found mm-hmm. anybody, maybe maybe they don't have any social circle whatsoever. Of course, they're going to think that there's nothing to do here because they don't have anybody here. They moved out here with uh, a boyfriend or whatever. Maybe they broke up and now they're stuck here well, trying to make enough money to leave. But we can keep them here if we if somebody reaches out. Okay, no, well, the I'm article, not going to lie about I, that. You're right. I might uh, be incorrect here, but the way I read through the article is when he was interviewing the, the girls at, uh, I think it was Moxie's, mm-hmm. yeah, he went to there, they really didn't come across as saying there was nothing to do here. They came across as, we came out, we followed a, we followed a, a boyfriend or a husband out here, yeah. or we came out because a friend said to come out here. Now we're making awesome amounts of money, and that was it. They cut them off, they cut them off right there. And they didn't say, oh, you know, uh, a cute guy took me to Chicago last night well, or something like that. Some so. of them, I don't think he put it in, but when I was there for most of those interviews with Moxie, yeah. and it was, you know, some of them did have that, uh, I don't like it as much as I like back home or mm-hmm. or stuff like that. But there's still stuff to do here that would remind you of home, I would assume. That's your intel. Let's go to Moxie's. We'll take someone to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> fucking down. But see, like, this is where I'm torn with, with like, am, is my view so skewed because I'm from here? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I, I have this theory, and there's no scientific backing up whatsoever, but I have this theory that there's... I like that. That's good for it's, podcast. <laughs> it's, based, it's based on the Misery Loves Company adage, where I feel like there's a lot of people that are in this town that, that have... Something in their life that's not satisfactory, whether it's because they've left their family whether or loved their ones or not. at home, or whether it's just the the long hours are hard. Man, like I'm like this is directed right out there at the site worker that works the hard hours, six on six off plus overtime, and lives on a couch that's in a bedroom in someone's house that pays eleven hundred dollars a month because that's all that's available to them. Like it, it is tough here. There's a lot of people that make a lot of sacrifices to do what they do, and the money. Even though it's exorbitant, so is the cost of living. So this is directed to mm-hmm. all the people that are suffering in Fort McMurray. I feel you. I feel like a lot of the negative stereotypes and attitudes that are attributed to Fort McMurray come from this collective idea that it's just tough here. And so I'm not even going to look for anything because I'm, I associate myself with this like tough lifestyle. And the people back home recognize that I'm working my ass off to make this money. I'm sending it back to Ma and Pa. Yeah. And so therefore, I have to keep this up that it's it's such a negative place when I it's it's just blinders at yeah. the end of the day there's so much that's going on here that that's is positive I, I wanted to talk like so it's basically touched on that where I know me and Nolan like, during our our texting war we kind of we were doing the s's we were we were at one topic we mm-hmm. float to the next we were trying to incorporate it all whether it did or not I got no idea but I know one of the things where where Fort Mac you you need to be a hard a tough person to like, live in Fort Mac I'm gonna do a beautiful, magnificent segue here. <laughs> the Mac is a cruel mistress. Yes. From Fubar 2. Yes. That's a quote. Nice. Now, here's, here's something interesting. We all get bent out of shape 
about an article in GQ magazine I, that may be read by 100,000 people. No, no. Before you even people. finish your quote, I get pissed <laughs> off in Fubar 2 that the fact that the site is before the town yeah. is when they had no... <laughs> I want to get that out there before your You point. know what? When Fubar 2 came out, I don't know if I was on Twitter yet, but when Fubar 2 came out, I don't remember any outrage... And that movie was seen by millions of people. I remember watching that opening night in, in the Landmark Cinema 6, yeah. downtown Fort McMurray, where people were cracking open Pilsner cans and smoking weed in the theater. <laughs> that sounds like a good fucking night, man. And I was, my mind was blown, but I was so happy. <laughs> we, we have to pick our battles a little better. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Like, uh, no, I agree. That's totally our own and here's a little, here's because, a little defense because, like, for yeah. fucking Terry and Dean. Yeah, but sure. here's a little defense for fucking GQ. You got GQ... Gentlemen's Quarterly, fucking British edition. Yeah. Bullshit fucking FUBAR. No one takes FUBAR fucking seriously, and no one will take FUBAR seriously. There are elements of truth in FUBAR. <laughs> We've seen there are okay. some there there are elements of truth. Especially in that sequel. It mirrors, like, the site life for a lot of people. But the morals there. He made the right choices but in the end. Once again, I feel like it's a dated argument. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh... Did he? Did he? Man. He broke into a sports store. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. The ends justify the means, sir. The ends justify the means. He didn't end up going to Cabo Wabo, so everyone, all is well that ends well. But what I was gonna say, just like to finish off my train of thought, is uh, Fort Max is a cruel mistress. You need. There's just a certain level of fucking heart that you develop being here. Like I said, I, I say a lot of things, and, I, and it's funny how you made such an, uh, an issue of me calling Buddy an idiot. To me, that was being censored. Like, that was being light. Like I I don't know to me like if someone come up to me and be like Todd you're such a fucking idiot am I gonna go whining and crying away no 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 uh, well me I have a tendency of fighting back and to me I just never would think that if someone if I call someone an idiot I'm not wanting you to run away I want you to sit there like I wanted Alex to sit there and go I'm sure he was getting pummeled and that's just why he fucking said I'm just blocking his asshole but in reality I wanted him to start giving no. me points and start fighting back uh, ba- it was a bad form it was a bad time like I said like I said to you before you're, you're complaining about him losing credibility by going to the strip club you lost all credibility by calling him an idiot yeah but you see the thing is I don't lose credit in my mind for something like that well your mind is a strange mysterious <laughs> place <laughs> Well, no, I'm just, I'm that just few saying, have had well, the bravery to trend. In his trend, mind, he's yeah. not losing credibility by going to Showgirls. So, true. so let's sit and talk about it. Bar, let's sit and argue. Let's fucking, it's a full bar. Here is a, when he's on your show, here is the fucking offer right now. I want Alex on this fucking podcast via Skype. I, I'll throw it out there. Who? <laughs> 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 who? What the fuck? Yeah. Not that, that crazy asshole. <laughs> well, the segue to the FUBAR that, uh, that Noel mentioned there, I, I I agree a little bit with Todd here. Is you know the the FUBAR or FUBAR two was taken in yeah. a severely parodic manner of like, hey, look at us, we're idiots and poor. Let's go drink beer. The first one, which takes place exclusively in Calgary and yeah. high level Alberta. Yeah. Like it has nothing to do with Fort McMurray, yet they have a lot of the same behaviors. <laughs> yeah. He works in high level. <laughs> the, uh, you wanna talk about a town camp. with nothing? I wanna find to do? out where they camped in the first movie. <laughs> uh what I had something I was gonna keep going with the idiot comment, but uh, I don't know. Uh, perhaps for the best. <laughs> perhaps for the best. Well, you you said you wanted him to engage you. Yeah, I would love to argue with him. I'd love anyone to do that. Like, somebody call it. It's to fucking chat, talk. If, if I like, okay. Oh yeah, but back to fucking people jumping. Like when you were talking about. <laughs> oh, everyone jumps on. Like someone says something negative about this town. People tend to jump on them on Twitter. If you're I, not for us, you're against. Us. And I agree with that topic. Like I said, I think we've been brought to a point. We've been hammered. So many times, I, I think but it's the, not going to stop the, if you keep jumping of, on everybody. I think it will. No, it won't because you're jumping on them. It's like 
a pack, ah, pack mentality, and everybody's like, oh, this guy, oh, oh I'm so mad. <laughs> Right? But nobody's for those of you guys that can't see the fucking facial expression. No, everybody's like, everybody jumps on him, and that's not going to help. Do you know what's going to happen to that person that says something negative? They're going to go to their friend and say, "Oh, all these assholes on Twitter just jumped all over me because I." I said but you I'm see, like that's time like define jumping. Like to me, I like you ain't calling someone an idiot. Yeah, I, I can see how that's being seen as jumping all over him. But like, I don't think I do that. Someone like uh, Dingwell, I think, is one person yeah. on Twitter that's just like. He was bitching something about the Wolfpacker from McMurray, which I'm going to fucking call it that from now on on Twitter. Yeah. Where you say something bad about this town, people jump all over you. I call them the cheerleaders. Well, yeah, and fuck, that's in my goddamn bio for, yeah. for Twitter. I yeah. am a fucking cheerleader. Yeah. I don't think I jump all over you. It's me simply going, explain why, quote-unquote, you hate for McMurray. Explain why this is bad. Give me reasons. Don't just fucking sit there and say it. Give me reasons. Yeah. You know, some people are like, oh my god, he jumped all over me. Like, I, I, I. like to me, that's just because you can't defend your point. That's just from but my that's perspective. Not, you know what that person's going to think? It's going to think you're an asshole, number one. That should be a, a fucking given. Okay. All right, well, but uh, then again, if that person lives, at, lived, lives in Edmonton now and used to live in Fort McMurray, and you jump all over him for that, that's just giving him another reason to hate Fort McMurray. But how is that jumping all over him? If, I'm just saying, explain your point. Explain. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's Hold on, wait, am I with this one? Shit stripes. I'm, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that it... <laughs> yes! <laughs> okay, next. Keep going. Go on. It's a fair question, Todd, but there are there are certain amounts of couth that you can use in a getting someone to explain their points. And some some well, people uh, decorum. Okay. Uh, some people have it, and sometimes you have it. Sometimes you don't. And uh, there are people on Twitter that have none of it. And <laughs> that's no. the people I think Dangwell are referring to as the wolf pack. There are people that are just like, if you don't fucking like it, leave. Well, piss off with that attitude. I hate that attitude. That attitude doesn't help anything. That attitude just makes that person more jaded, and then that person's going to go back to Newfoundland or Nova Scotia or Ontario, wherever they're from, and say, we're a bunch of assholes. You mean there's not a fair and balanced opinion on the internet? <laughs> my God! <laughs> but no, like, my, okay, I, you're right, but I'm just trying to say, like, I think we've developed that mentality because we, we've been hammered. We've been beaten to a fucking bloody pulp, Nolan. And, and, like, I don't disagree with that. I don't. But, does How that did Rocky do it? How did Rocky foot out of that corner? Did he come out and just It was the like, raw egg hey, in the can, morning. Can, <laughs> just, hey, Apollo, can we just, you know, can we talk this out? Can we just try to get out of well, this? Think- you come out swinging, sir. And like I said, is it the wrong move? Nine times out of ten, probably, but it'll at least at one time, you it's going to fucking it work. It makes you feel better, yes. But what, is that the mentality that you would teach Kingston? Oh, you asshole. <laughs> you fucking prick. Next. Ladies and gentlemen, for you keeping score out there, the uh, score stands at Nolan Hawkins 1, Tusky 0. <laughs> Thanks for playing along. <laughs> uh, I don't know what... Uh, I didn't mean. I didn't want to pull that card. <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's, it's a good card. Like I said, Kingston's going to learn... Bit by like I, I'm very much of a, a, a learn by doing like my father was to me. Do I teach Kingston life lessons? Probably when I when I screw him up and just be like, see, this is what happens when you invest everything in a podcast. We gotta go to the food bank. <laughs> <laughs> so you learn variable lessons there. So, <laughs> but no, uh, fair point. <laughs> Next, let's go move on here. Okay, 22 yeah. years later, <laughs> Kingston <laughs> Hillier, Prime Minister. Like, uh, 
All because of <laughs> that one time, Daddy really fucked up royally, and we, had to, move, we had to move away really fast. Mr. Pri- Mr. Prime Minister, do you really think you should sign into this bill that disallows any podcast whatsoever in the country? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. <laughs> why? Because he's a fucking idiot, that's why. <laughs> so, final thoughts on the article, guys. Like, Ultimately, uh, I'll say it right now, uh, I was probably initially more pissed off that uh, yet again, <laughs> fucking... Mac was hammered. I thought like you were going to say, yet again, Tito didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tito, I'll go on record say right now, because I think I kind of fucked up with the description of the last episode where I said Tito ducks out again. To me, ducking out was just not showing up. But I guess the proper definition of ducking out means he purposely left? Yeah. Yeah. See, I've yeah. never called it that way. So yeah, Ducking uh, out means you showed up and then you left. Yeah, well, no, I just I thought ducking say. out, like I ducked out of work the other day because I was sick. Yeah. Like, well, you came and you left. No, I didn't even... I oh, called in sick not, for work, so I ducked no, out of that's, that's what I assumed happened. Oh. You ducked out. Yeah. Okay. So I, I can see why... Tito Failed. Was, I can see why Tito was a little bit... Uh, well, I didn't duck out, man. I wanted to go. No, Tito wants to be here every fucking day, every fucking week. So I'll go on record and say it right now. The dude is just incredibly, insanely busy. Uh, and we're going to yeah. hear about some of it pretty quick, because he's got a lot on his plate that's going to be fucking entertaining. I like Razzano, but yeah. I recognize the fact that he would be here if he fucking could. Oh, yeah. He's much of, he, like I told him, I was like, you're much a part of this podcast, whether you, quite frankly, if you want it or not. So, <laughs> you're with me for life. Yeah, we're already bonded. Whatever that fucking, uh, whatever that uh, the wolf did to the girl in fucking Twilight, you're branded, bonded. Imprinted. Imprinted. Oh, sorry. <laughs> there you sorry. Go. Oh, God. sorry to fail. <laughs> what did you Twi- guys grow oh, vagina? Twilight reference. <laughs> oh, we're still there. Robson is just so dreamy. <laughs> Tito's imprinted with Totsky. I think it's going to be the title for the show. <laughs> but no, final thoughts on the article, guys. Like I said, uh, I've already said my opinion. Pinchy. Uh Whether he was told uh, to go find what he found here in Fort McMurray or whether he came upon himself to come here and find what he found in McMurray, he came, he saw, he wrote about it. He this, this is exactly what happened. Whether he Did he see all Fort McMurray has to offer not even no. close, and I don't think he could have in the time frame that he wanted that he came here. And that's that's pretty much it. It did. Uh, it went to print in GQ magazine in in Great Britain. It, will this have a huge impact on anything globally? No. no. Will this have an impact? The, you know what? I, my what I hope uh, comes of this is I'm gonna stereotype the British here a little bit and say, oh good. Like, Oh look! Look at these poor saps over in northern Canada. They they digging out all the oil that we burn in our cigars. Oh yes, yes, all oh, terrible. How long were you holding on? How long were you holding on to that accent? You were holding on to that accent. I don't know if I want a British cigar. No, I don't want a British cigar whatsoever. Made by Tarzan. <laughs> Dead ducks. My my. <laughs> there we go. Listen, the Nazis Nazis already came into effect here, so we're going to go all the way. (laughs) Go for broke. My argument is the same as it has been for a while, but I recognize how impractical of an argument it is. If if you're reading this article from somewhere without Fort McMurray, uh, then come here and experience it for yourself. I realize that's not in the cards for everybody, but it's what needs to happen for the real story to get out. Don't believe everything that you read. That's good. The 50 listeners of this podcast will be very thankful for <laughs> the 200,000 that fucking cheeky reaches. Actually, we're getting about 120 a day. 
There, actually, this is our stats guy right here, Arnie Pie, with his oh, traffic yeah. report that he follows along with. The, you are Arnie Pie in the internet. In the yeah, internet traffic we're, report. We're getting on average about 120 hits per day, uh, more so during the uh, during the area of the podcast. That's so good. That's, that's quite. Like I told the TEDx people today, I said whether it's uh, whether I get a thousand downloads or whether I get just simply one, I I enjoy doing this with you four gentlemen, with Tito every fucking couple of weeks. I just enjoy sitting here. And, Ranting and raving about what's currently going on. So it'll keep happening whether that number goes down to zero pinch. You just be prepared. <laughs> when you're pulling out your hair going, oh, no one's listening. Hair. Stop putting so much effort in it. I can't wait till we talk about The Walking Dead. <laughs> Cinephiles is coming up, yes. Yeah. All right, final thoughts? Final thoughts, Nolan. I'm going to, first off, let everybody know that I still love Fort McMurray. <laughs> the fact that I have these opinions of mine don't mean that I don't. Because my column is coming out next week as well. And I write about this. And I don't want to be called an idiot on Twitter. <laughs> but was I, 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 I still, was I I still in the article? Right no, now. you didn't know. But I, the biggest thing is, is that sometimes it hurts to look in the mirror, guys. And that sometimes we don't want to admit. So we just say, well, everywhere has these problems. Or, uh, oh, we, we know we have these problems. But we got to do something more about these problems. And that's all I'm saying, because they're still there. I hate that this is final arguments, because I... <laughs> Well, keep going, well, man. This is well, no, I just, just, just want to say, yeah, sometimes it hurts to look in the mirror, but I also think that sometimes it hurts for everybody oh. else in the schoolyard to keep calling you ugly when your mom thinks you're cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That was epic quote, sir. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Yeah. No, I it, I think, you know, it, it's fine for uh, we can We can be mad all we want at Alex Hannaford for this article, but we really have to start placing some blame on ourselves and on... I guess uh, people within the city that aren't doing enough to make sure this problem doesn't happen anymore. Amen. Well, I'll agree with Nolan. There's some things that I uh, ultimately, Nolan, like I said, you, you follow the, the thin line and you always take the proper side of an argument. No, it's an excellent point, sir. Uh, it, and Steve was an excellent point as well. We do got to look in the mirror. I think more local interaction. Uh, it. The, I don't know what the answer is, but it's very clearly if you could write the exact same article in 2006 as you can in 2012, then maybe the problem is not 100% outside. Maybe the problem is inside as well. And we should uh, look to ourselves to kind of correct the issues. With that said, starting an article off at a strip club is never a good option. For the YMN podcast, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was trying to figure out a way to go on high. Jerry Springer last word, eh? Yeah. <laughs> but no, calling someone an idiot on Twitter is never a good idea. Final thoughts with Tusky Hillier. <laughs> I don't want to be called an idiot. Anyone, anyone have anything else? No. Uh, I thought we ended that off pretty good. It, like like I said, nice. it, 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 did essentially Alex just come up, do his job, and left? Like Pinchy said, he came, he saw, he wrote, he left. To be honest, if he's still, if he's still thinking about this in three weeks... He's got issues, because this is going to be a forethought in his fucking memory. I highly, highly doubt he will be. Exactly. So, like I said, once again, <laughs> the job is on us it's, to I, clarify our image, and I think once again the podcast is going to step up and say what we really think. I feel like as far as he's concerned, he's. I mean, I, I think he will revisit the story like he said he would, but as far as he's concerned, the story is done with and it's printed. Oh, he's okay. not No, well, on hold on, one. hold on. No, I think Alex is going to be like, hey guys, I fucking apologize. This, okay. he, no, he won't do that, but no. I think if, if, he, if he sees some stuff coming out of our area that does make national news, I guarantee you it, it will, he'll reflect on it because he has written some articles in the past and columns on different places where he has revisited them. 
Uh, if you look at Alex Hannaford's website, his resume is very, very impressive. And he is a very good journalist who has broken down a lot of barriers. This isn't just some guy showing up someday from somewhere. Zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This guy is legit. He wrote Pete Doherty's biography for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. This guy <laughs> does know his stuff. He's not an idiot. Well, there you go. So there is some credibility to him then. <laughs> I suppose maybe he's not really an idiot. <laughs> I keep, if I keep going, I'm gonna have feeling? him. I'm gonna have him apologizing to Alex Hannaford on Twitter soon. <laughs> I just don't like being blocked. I'm very upset. I hate it, but I I I block people a lot. Really, I never do. I uh, enjoy the fight. No, I well, I see I, you're crazy. I pick fights with my fucking brother. Is there something to do? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I never do. But definitely on Twitter, I'm, I'm very... I don't know, I'm defensive. Be- and, and, like, seriously, there's no better analogy that I can figure out. I know, man, we got, like, an outro of, like, fucking 15 yeah. minutes here. But I feel there's no better example of sitting there that... Is he calling me? We've been mm-hmm. beat down in a corner so much that we have nothing but... We we know nothing else but just to fight our way back out of it. <laughs> yeah, you can fight all you want. You can fight all you want. <laughs> but until some changes start happening, that fight is not a good fight. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, no one's got anything else? Mm-mm. No, final arguments are done, I believe. Final so. arguments are done. All right. Well, we've solved uh, absolutely nothing, but hey, I get to sleep better at night. Yeah. <laughs> For YMM Podcast, I am Totsky. I'm Nolan. I'm Steve. I'm Pitchy. We'll see you next set. YMM Podcast is a T-Man Entertainment production. In association with Hyperphotonic Media. Find us at hyperphotonicmedia.com. Oh, fuck. <laughs>